That's going to make my life a lot easier. Here we go. Fresh start from zero. Are you ready, Steve? I'm ready. Are you scared? Always scared. (laughs) I'm always a little scared, too. When I'm Ryan. And I'm Steve, and this is 60 Cycle Home, the guitar buying, selling, training, money, peace, for you, playing, what, yeah. This is our Halloween scare-tacular. Ah. Is this a thing we're doing? You're going You're going all in. You're playing the bit. You should have got some fangs. <laughs> I could have gotten some so, fangs. So you got some, I know you got some fangs. I'll do it in post. <laughs> I don't want to animate anything, so I wasn't moving. to get started uh i did the uh the topic prompt on facebook as usual and i also did it on the youtube community section i thought we could just go through like some questions and some ideas that people had for things that we could talk about um daniel levine says i'd love to see a guitar made out of a creepy haunted doll or something like that me too we don't have anything like that this episode remember that uh that one we did a while ago where the guy claimed that he like made a guitar out of like his uncle's bones or yeah, something. Yeah, that would have been a good Halloween app. Oh, like man. we should have saved I it. Know, we I should know. probably try to save like the spookiest ads we get in a folder, like save for our Halloween or like save for like various holiday guitars. Save this one for Easter. It's perfect. Yeah, yeah. For thought, the resurrection. Thought, thought good thoughts for episode five hundred and three. <laughs> You could talk about the best horror-themed bands or guitar gear. Yeah, we'll end up talking about guitar gear. Uh, the best. <laughs> name one. You name one and only one. Horror-themed bands. Um, There's so many. Horror is like a favorite thing of yeah, like. I I feel like the it's not like all horror. Like it's not technically horror-themed, but when I think of like horror bands, I'm gonna go out the box with Oingo Boingo. Oingo Boingo is a favorite of like Halloween kids. Yeah. Kids that love Halloween. Danny Elfman, possibly the musical king of Halloween, thanks to Nightmare. Well, here's something I was thinking about the other day. Uh, In a way, Nightmare Nightmare Before Christmas Mm -hmm. is a gift to all who love Oingo Boingo and love Danny Elfman and stuff like that. But it's also, it marks the point where Danny Elfman was like, I'm burned out on being in a band. I don't want to do that anymore. Mm. Like that was his transition is like, Oh, I can do, I can do movie scores. Like I'm done with bands. This, right. this is my thing now. And in a way it's kind of sad to think about that way. Like Night, yeah. nightmare before yeah. Christmas killed Oingo Boingo. <laughs> it's dead now. It's in the grave. But on the other hand, would Oingo Boingo just be like, yeah, could they, they, like an eighties revival band at this point where it's like, yeah, they're doing it, but you know they're doing they're they're still doing a, sh- a tour every year, right? But they're doing it, you know. When did Nightmare Before Christmas come out? I want to say like ninety two, ninety three. I don't know. I don't know if Wango Boingo would have survived the the you know grunge and post grunge. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think. Yeah. I don't think they would have like stayed. As like an active, it's not like I, I don't think they would have been an active band for like forty years, right? Right. 
I think more than likely they would have like stopped making music and then now they would be, you know, a supporting act. They'd be on the, ch- uh, not Chumbawamba. Uh, they'd be on the Wang Chung to a uh, cruise. No, you think that would happen to Oingo Boingo? Yeah, that they, they would be a cruise. Or they just be? Or they just be doing like so the much Halloween m- circuit or something? Wang, Wang Chung, like let's. I know they like, only had that one song. They're they one hit wonder, but I mean, I know Oingo Boingo didn't get a lot of play outside of Southern California, but they were huge here. I, but I guess what I'm saying is like right now, uh, if it's themed properly, which sure. is of course is Danny Elfman themed. Oingo Boingo will sell out like the Hollywood Bowl, right? Otherwise, I think you'd you'd go to like you. No, you know what? The Oingo Boingo cover bands put on massive shows. Yeah, but like like hall, like arena massive. No, they pack out giant clubs in San Diego for Halloween yeah, shows. Yeah, like you know, yeah. clubs. What is it called? It's for, de- Dead Man's Party and, is yeah, the name Dead of the Man's local Party one. And yeah. like for Halloween, that's what I'm saying. It's like right. I could see like Oingo Boingo Halloween tour where they're doing like. Like uh, maybe like mid size, like two three thousand seaters. Right, right. But they're not doing like the massive like where people are. It, it goes on sale and it sells out in like ten yeah. minutes, kind of stuff. I don't. I think if if Boingo Dan- Boingo's opening for Alice Cooper, if Danny Elfman doesn't do Nightmare, yeah, I could. That's see not that. a bad. No, gig. that's a great gig. That's a great gig. No, that I don't know, man. For a certain, I think I think if Oingo Boingo did a a. Sh- did like a limited tour now and we're like, Hey, we're going to play like five shows in five major cities or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think they would pack out some big venues and they would sell out immediately. I think it, I think, and I think a lot of that has to do with Danny Elfman's role in so many movies, right? You know, uh, and that brought people to enjoy Oingo. I don't know, man. I'm, that's that's what I mean. It's, hey, everyone, I think it's a, I think it's a one way. Tell Steve that he's wrong. You don't think this <laughs> the fame of Danny Elfman has kept Oingo Boingo alive? You're you're probably right. If if Danny Elfman had if Danny Elfman hadn't become Danny Elfman of movies, then Oingo Boingo would be a lot more niche yeah. now. I think that's different or niche. Depending I on how you prefer to listen to than, it, and uh, p- perhaps somehow also a Halloween band. I think because of the outfits that they wore, uh, but also with movie score rep. But I don't think to the same level as Devo. It's a different. I mean, you could put Devo and Oingo on the same bill. I think like Oingo Boingo is almost like goth diva. That would be a crazy Halloween show. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like Devo and D- Oingo on the same not, show. Devo's not like intentionally Halloween in the way that Oingo Boingo kind of feels intentionally right. Halloween. But they they work in kind of the same musical space and have the same sort of dark sense of humor. Right. Oingo Boingo is just the. Ne- That's what I'm saying. Like, no, Devo Oingo it, Boingo is goth diva. Diva. Devo. I'm gonna keep saying that. No, totally, totally. Devo is like nerdy kid Halloween, like kid who knows exactly which Lord of the Rings character he's going to dress up, dress up yeah. as. And Oingo Boingo is like horror goth loving Halloween, mm-hmm. but party fun music, you know? All right. What's your favorite? What's your what? What's your favorite? I don't Halloween know if I'm picking by favorite because there's so many. Yeah. I think a lot of people are expecting me to pick one of the numerous like spooky themed surf bands sure. because like horror surf is a whole subgenre, yeah. and I could go down that rope. But 
honestly, like if you ask me right now, what, like what I would want to listen to, to get me in the Halloween spirit, mm-hmm. it'd probably just be let's flat out Rob Zombie. <laughs> like put on Dracula and I'm, you know, like, you know, funky, groovy, heavy, you know, like I, that sounds great to me right now for whatever okay. reason. I'm in the mood for some zombie. Sorry. Nicholas Martinez, I think there's a tie-in with this. He says, why there's so few modern holiday Oh, songs you're on the Facebook added, group. I'm on the yeah. YouTube. Okay. Added to the public conscious. All I want for Christmas, all I want for Christmas is you. Seems recent, but that was actually t- released 28 years ago. Well, I'm not like a pop music scientist. Like I'm not someone who studies the charts or whatever. Oh, but my, uh, my mistake. <laughs> I imagine that it's really hard to establish new holiday songs because there's just not time to introduce new songs into the market. I think to an extent you are correct. Um, it's not like, Hey, we have all year to figure out which one's going to hit. It's like, we right. got we got three weeks of Halloween songs that really don't get played on the radio, <laughs> you yeah. know. So it's like if there's an opportunity to pick a spooky songs for a playlist, it's like we're going with the classics. We go, we're going with Thriller. Thriller is going to be on the top is, of the list is again. Thriller you know? is Thriller the last great? No, probably isn't. I was going to say is Thriller the last great Halloween song, but it probably isn't. Probably the last great Halloween song is something from Nightmare for before Christmas. But if we're thinking in the, or, po- in the pop realm of things, I mean, Thriller is a heavy hitter. Oh, yeah. yeah. Heavy hitter. I'm, I'm just thinking in terms of like, if you go to a... It's got uh, Vincent Price on it. If, I mean, you, if you go to like a Halloween party mm-hmm. uh, and they're just, they're playing Halloween mix. There was some pop song that was using uh, s- snippets of the Munsters theme. I forget what I, where I was hearing that. It was like a recent pop song. That was, was it the Black Eyed Peas? It might have been. It feels like something they w- they would do. It was. It probably was. It felt like it had like a oh, like a Fergie. It, it felt like it had a Fergie energy to it. <laughs> That's Black Eyed Peas, right? Because it would be like. Yeah, I'm trying to. Oh no, it was Fallout Boy. Fallout Boy. Oh, okay, really? Yeah. All right. Fallout Boy did. It felt so poppy. Are they a pop band now? Uh, they have, they've definitely gone into that, um, sort of, uh, yeah, pop there. The genre of that song on Wikipedia is listed as pop rock, surf rock. (laughs) Yeah. I guess that's not wrong. It's also got, because in that song, they've got that, like, uh, that. Right. Right. No, but like the, the monsters theme is undeniably, you know, surf influenced you know that's what it is um fallout boys definitely like ventured more and more into like pop and like dance rock yeah kind of uh space so uh what else here what was it your you oh that your question was about the bands uh no your question was about the bands mine was about like new new songs right right and i just i i think it's really hard and i think it i think it takes like a really big movie because you think about a lot of the, yeah. a lot of christmas standards came from movies uh from you know what from it the is 1940s and 1950s the okay so these are the, here's two songs that are going to enter into uh the halloween pop culture uh lexicon yeah is both songs from stranger things oh that's true that's you true. know 
and even running this, up that hill and uh, that one from um, Megadeth. Yeah, so Megadeth. That one Megadeth. Yeah, song. that one Megadeth song. It's hard to there's you know like the radio metal. It's hard to remember. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you just had to go there. I don't listen to radio metal, so I, it's it's not oh coming my to me. Gosh. <laughs> All the hate mail that we got. Ace of Spades. That song's called Ace of Spades. <laughs> oh man, I wish they had used a Motorhead song. That, that. Oh man, Born to Raise Hell. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I mean, it's not doesn't have the same guitar energy. Oh man, that would have. Ah, uh, I would have been so excited. Born to Raise Hell. Born to Raise Hell. That would have been great. Maybe they'll. That's going to be in season. Yeah. Season whatever the next season is. Yeah. Because he's going to be back. You know that, right? Jason Anderson says, you know, he'll be back as a, as a creature or a spook or something. I don't know. Uh, Jason Anderson asks, I'm playing Halloween gigs this weekend. I'm using a candy red Fender Affinity Starcaster because it looks like blood. Good idea. Or should I choose another axe? Well, we don't know what axe he has, but let's choose out of our own personal collections or we could stick to what we have in this room, what mm -hmm, guitar we mm -hmm. would pick. If we were gonna do a Halloween uh, show, I think I know. I'll be right back. Okay, bye. There's one for each of us. Oh my gosh! Because <laughs> they're all because of the bright orange. Yeah, this is like pumpkin orange, isn't it? I have two neon orange guitars that would be perfect for a Halloween show. Hold on, let me get this pick. You right gotta here. have a pick. You gotta have a pick. Why can't I solo with this pick, Ryan? Oh, right there. Right to the monsters. This thing sounds rattly. <laughs> I don't have a place to put it, so I guess just leave them on the ground for now. I mean, blood, right. blood red sounds spooky. Yeah, orange. And I if think you like splash some fake blood on your shirt or something like orange that. Orange is good. If you have an all black guitar. Like all black, black guitars. Yeah. Black hardware. But I mean, my yeah. Les Paul's hanging behind your head there. It's kind of spooky Yeah, that appropriate. could be a good one. Yeah. Uh, if you got the Tommy, Tommy I, uh, Tony Iommi SG. Rick, like, Rick the, Miller said... Uh, oh yeah, the Tony Iommi, like or like an uh, Epiphone Gothic or something like that. Mm -hmm. The guitars of the ghastly ones would be a cool subject. There are I don't know what that means. That that's one of those horror surf bands. Okay, they use so many guitars, and every single one of them, like I, <laughs> I want to own like Mo's rights. I mean, Jazz Masters. I have Jazz Masters, uh, Yamaha Samurai. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, guitars and stuff like that. I think the Ghastly ones use pretty much everything I want to own. So, I mean, I could do a whole video on that if I Rick, really wanted to. Rick Calhoun, Calhoun sent us a spooky guitar story. Oh man, that is a spooky story. After playing, can you read it, Spooky? After playing for a Wednesday night service at my friend's church, my band friends and I were making small talk off stage Ooh. when suddenly we hear some crazy banging sounds coming like this from the stage. As we look back, we see this. 
young three-year-old boy banging his plastic dinosaur on my friend's high-end Taylor <laughs> acoustic guitar. That is scary. A kid banging on a high-end Taylor with yeah. a plastic it dinosaur. Was, uh, it was a horrific sight, and my friend was devastated. No, that's the sort of thing is like, it makes your stomach hurt for a week thinking yeah. about it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, make more music on YouTube says just please just bring back the mini amplifier slash ghost hunters rig from a while back. Remember that? Yeah. That was like three or four years ago we yeah. did that. We got a long time viewer. All right, I'm I'm out of stuff on the YouTube. Oh, what, really? Okay. What do you have left uh, on the on the Facebook? Uh let's do this real quick and then we'll hit up a couple top actual guitar topics. What's the best Halloween candy? Oh, well, here's how. And why is it candy corn? Here's how I want to frame this, Steve. When your kids get back from trick or treating mm-hmm. and they go to bed, what are you stealing? Like, what's your go-to to steal from the kids' uh, uh, Halloween bucket? Milky. Uh, okay, so of the like bulk, the bulk like, and I'm not talking fantasy. Like, oh, there's a, you know someone in the in the neighborhood who does full-size candy bars or something like that or owns a chocolate factory and they made a special Halloween treat. Oh yeah. Somebody in my neighborhood is giving kids full-size C's dark toffee bars. (laughs) Right. Totally. Um, No standard, you know, stuff that people buy in the big bags at the grocery store. If we're thinking, if we're talking big bag, generic ass, whatever. Right. Fun size. Dude. Dots is my jam. Dude. Dots are great. Dots is a hundred percent. My jam. Classic. Really messes up such, your teeth. I yeah, got, super I have, guilty pleasure. I have so many. Uh, I got uh, like seven fillings this year. All dots related. Um, so now I'm a little scared actually of crushing dots. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll see how you it gotta, goes. You got to bust out the water pick after the dots. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you put like you put the toothpaste in the water pick. Oh my gosh. <laughs> otherwise, uh, otherwise I'd be going. Um, I'm a big Milky Way fan. You know what Milky Way like. Sometimes I think Snickers is the king of candy bars. Nah. But man, Milky Way, it hits different. Like, it's like, it's like buttery, you know? Milky Way is pretty good. I I prefer Milky Way over Snickers in most cases. I I want that like kind of like soft to softer texture. Yeah. And that like the hardness every time you hit a peanut in a Snickers kind of disrupts my flow. Snickers is almost like a meal. Cause it's got those nuts in there. It's like, oh man, I, I skipped lunch. I'm at the gas station. I've, you know, I'm not going to be able to get food. I'm going to grab a Snickers. Right. And it's going to hold me over until I get where I'm going sort of thing. Right. Or like a Milky Way is like, I'm going to have a treat. <laughs> I'm going to have a treat right now. If I see, like if it's something that I can't like deny myself i can't control myself if i see it if i see the milk duds in there the little box of milk duds oh yeah i'm going i'm going for the milk duds thankfully i don't think anyone else in my house likes milk duds so Mm. i get those all myself yeah uh so a lot of like the trad candy bars snickers whatever but all like the just i I don't do because i'm i'm just but i'm like oh i guess you don't want these milk duds huh (laughs) all the straight like sugar candies i'm like i don't i don't care anymore Mm. i don't i'm i just it's got to have some sort of chocolate in it you know, how do you feel about uh, how do you feel about the assortment of fruit candies? Your Snickers, your sweet tarts, your you put Snickers in a fruit candy. Sorry, your Skittles. Oh, sk- no, Skittles, I have, sweet tarts. Starburst. I never want to have Skittles again for the rest of my life. 
Oh, peanut M and M's. Oh, peanut, peanut dude. Peanut M and M's are good. Peanut M and M's is probably my all time like favorite candy to begin with. Yeah, and you can kind of go slow at them. Like, like I like to like speak for yourself. Really suck on the shell until it gets like razor thin, and then it cracks mm-hmm. apart mm-hmm. like in mm-hmm. your mouth. Like there's like a there's a, a sensational thing there that right. I'm a big fan of. You know, right. All right, uh, show's over. Bye, everybody. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Uh, now we're thinking about all the candy we're going to eat tonight. Tell because us, we definitely recorded this. Tell us uh, Halloween what, tell morning. Us what your favorite Halloween candy is, or at least favorite. Um, what type of gear? Get, we'll get, let's get back to gear. Uh, what type of gear would be the best to haunt? Oh man! Like if we died, yeah. What? So if if I died, I'd have to pick a guitar in here to haunt, and like if as it goes, because we got a couple of haunted guitar ads to cover. Oh yeah, spectacular yeah. here. Uh guitar to haunt. I, mean, I, th- I think a good one to haunt would be the D'Angelico because it's a semi-hollow baritone and it's got that wild like art deco headstock. Yeah. So it looks like it's a lot like it looks like it's built to be haunted. You gotta think like is it haunted just because it's haunted? Because like, oh, I like that guitar. I want to stick with it. Or is ha- is it haunted because it's going to be the creepiest looking guitar when you find mm-hmm. it in an attic someday? You know? I mean, in, in terms of that, I think you got to haunt. I think you got to haunt your Explorer, man. Yeah, the Explorer is kind of, I mean, you guys can't see it. Um, I don't know, man. A Fender Flying V, is that back here? No, it's up in the office. Oh. Yeah, all the hauntable guitars are out of the that room. P- that PRS Silver Sky's already haunted. <laughs> Every time you pull that out, there's always one comment that's like, "Why? Why is that?" <laughs> I've been loving that reaction that people have. Like, that's the worst PRS I've ever seen in my life. Ryan. And then immediately somebody replies to that comment with, "No, that's the best PRS I've ever seen." <laughs> It's so divisive. I don't want to haunt any of my guitars. I don't want to have to deal with these things after I it's die. It's going to haunt a pedal. You're going to live in a metal I'm going to haunt a pedal is what I'm going to do. Or an amp. What if I haunted the Princeton? Oh, yeah. Just haunt the reverb pan. I'm going to haunt my, my Fender reverb. You know? as, the, as you turn the reverb up, it just gets like more and more. <laughs> right? The, trem, the tremolo on it always is like a little extra spooky for yeah. some reason. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like the idea of haunting a Princeton. I'm gonna haunt my uh, my black Princeton back there. Now I just have to die. What about you, Steve? What what, what, what piece of gear are you gonna haunt? Uh, I actually I think the most for me I I would want to haunt. Uh, also, oh there it is. I, I think I'd want to haunt your Squire Starcaster. You should haunt your freaking Fendler amp. Oh my God, is it still here? Yeah, you should take wow. it home tonight. Uh. I'm gonna send it home with you, Steve. Because I don't, I don't. You have a house now. You have I a garage. Do. I don't need to store my, that thing for you anymore. My garage is still full of crap. More full than my garage. Yeah, you've got room for it. I know you have room <laughs> I can, for it. I can shove it somewhere. Yeah, you can shove it somewhere, Steve. Gonna You're gonna just, take I'm that Fendler and shove it. I'm take it straight to the Murrieta dump. <laughs> I still wish we could get someone to do something crazy with it. But then like, what will we do with it after we'd have to pay someone $1,500 to put a real yeah. amp inside. Of I'm going to take it apart and I'm just going to put one of my, I'm going to put the, uh, the, my little Wong's, uh, five watt <laughs> amp in it. What if we put like six Wong amps in it? 
just cascade them into each other. Uh, people, you can't do people that. People who are I new know. to the show have no idea what the Fendler is. I'll try to put a. I'll try to put a picture just of Google it. Google Fendler. <laughs> it's like a a serviceman special amp yeah. that was made to look like a Fender, and Steve bought it off of eBay, and it's never worked. And it weighs a thousand pounds. The, the, and the problem and the is, tubes is, in it are like that yeah, big. The pe- it's people, stupid. people, I know you guys uh, who have wa- who watched the show. I bet that amp is already um, haunted. You're gonna like have I to know. share it with someone. Um, people who watch the show have reached out and said, "I'll take it." Like I re- repair amps, but it's gonna be like I don't know, at least seventy five dollars, if not over a hundred. Like when I, gonna be when, stupid. When I bought that thing, I think I paid a hundred dollars in shipping. Yeah. And that, the and person that who like shipped 10, it probably, that was like years ago. The person who shipped it was probably like, oh man, I'm losing money on this. Oh, I the biggest mistake I made with that was not was not opening it right away. Right, because everything got damaged. Because everything got damaged in shipping, and I should have filed a claim with eBay. There's a transformer in there that I swear to you is this big. Yeah, it's it's huge, and it got knocked loose and rattled around and broke all the tubes. Yeah, all all I think all of the preamp tubes are broken. The reverb transformer is broken. I don't know about haunted, but that Fiddler is for sure cursed. Should I go grab yeah. it right now? <sighs> Why? Keep the mic going. Keep I, the mic on. Yeah, so I, I bought this thing on eBay because I don't really remember why I bought it. I don't even remember how I found out about it, but I bought it. And, uh, we covered it on the show. What's that? We covered it on the show. Did we? Yeah. I, we covered it on the show and then I bought it? Yeah. Oh, show, shows what I remember. Um, but, uh, it was like, it was listed as maybe broken. Don't know. And, uh, and then when it showed up, it was definitely broken. There we go. Look at this. It's a Fendler deluxe reverb amp. Oh, it's so heavy. And it's got the, uh, Fender solid state style, uh, face they made plate. a tube amp. That's a clone visually of a solid state amp and look at the size of this transformer and there's another transformer right here look at how big these tubes are yeah these are uh i actually can't tell what tubes these are six six in three c some kind of russian code they basically had to pull tubes out of like an old atomic submarine so that Steve could retube this amp, and it turns on, so, but it doesn't pass signal. You so know? that's the thing is, is uh, on the other side of this plate right here is where all the preamp tubes were, and they were all just like shattered. <laughs> Why did you pull this out? Because you're taking it at home tonight, Steve. I'm done. I'm, I I need that curse out of my life. Watch, Steve gets it working as soon as he gets home, and it becomes the best amp he's ever heard no, in his I entire s- life. I stared at it for like a few weeks trying to figure out how to even start repairing it. I, I imagine, like, I don't know how it's all connected in there, but I imagine if you um, disconnected, if you could just take the reverb completely out of the circuit, then the right. rest of it wouldn't be that hard to repair. But like I said, there's all these tubes in it. I don't know if the power tubes work at all. Just to replace the power tubes and the preamp tubes would probably be like 150 bucks, 200 bucks, something like that. All right, let's move on. What should we do now? I guess we're going to do housekeeping. Housekeeping. Here we go. Should we do some letters too after that, or wait? Uh, yeah. Let's let's move that. Let's move what's new up. No, let's do um, a sponsor spot, and then we'll do letters. All so, right. 
Uh, first, uh, if you, thanks uh, everyone who supports the show through Patreon or other means. If you want to financially contribute to this show, head on over to patreon.com slash 60cyclehumcast, where for as little as a dollar a month, uh, you can support the program. Uh, everyone who supports the show, we do a scroll at the end of every podcast episode. You're in the credits. Your name on it. This week's newest ad added person at the $25 level, which is the bragging rights level. A month? $25 a month. That's like a dollar a day. The Sexy Beast. The Sexy Beast. Don't know the who beast. they are, but their name is The Sexy Beast. So thank you, The Sexy Beast. Thank you, The Sexy for Beast. For supporting this program. <laughs> uh, other ways to support the show. Send us ads. Send us topic suggestions in the Facebook group. Uh, click on it. If you're going to buy from Sweetwater, Amazon, Reverb, eBay, Tillman. Uh, I don't know what else. I'm talking to Zazans right now. So I might we might have a Zazans affiliate yeah, at some uh, point. Check out the all of our affiliate links down in the description as well. So. Yeah. But you know what? It's Halloween. Uh, but go look at all the affiliate links, the general affiliate links that I have in the descriptions of all the videos and consider making them your permanent bookmark for those retailers. Christmas is coming up, holiday yeah. shopping, birthday shopping, you're shopping for yourself, stuff like that. Uh, you know, every little click helps and get me through the holiday and season. That does include Amazon. Right. It does include Amazon. Like, and you can, it does, it's not just the stuff you're shopping for off of guitar channels. It's like, Hey, click my link, go buy all your Christmas shopping, go buy all of your fridge, you know, water filters and stuff like that Buy you know, big ticket items and I'll get my cut. And that money gets taken away from Bezos personally and given to me personally. So, you know, keep that in mind. Stick it to Bezos. Give me uh, give me his money. This episode is brought to you by Chaseless Audio, who make this pedal, the yes. Dark World. I picked this because I use this regularly to get some spooky, scary Ooh. reverb sounds. It's got this incredibly unique, like, shimmer reverb sound where it doesn't, like, it, like, comes in and out like, zhoom, zhoom, vroom. And the way I have it set up is it slowly ramps from high octave shimmer to low octave shimmer and everything in between. And it's just kind of like moody and unsettling and scary in a really fun way. Uh, this episode is also brought to you by String Joy. That's for, right, oh, Steve. I, I, sorry, I wanted to say for Chase Plus Audio, they just uh, announced this week that they have the roller expression pedals back oh, ready yeah. to sell. And they're and, doing uh, Thermes again. And direct, so direct to consumer is... Yeah. Uh, they're launching that program now. It is they've caught up on their retail stuff and direct to consumer. Link so, below. Go buy something. Yep, head on over there now. I kind of want one of those roller exp like expression pedals. Does your guitar feel a little haunted because your strings are dead? Yeah. Or is your guitar cursed because your strings just feel like they might be slightly the wrong gauge? Well, you can experiment. Does, does your playing feel sluggish like a zombie because your strings are just Dirty and corroded. You can go into the string laboratory and put together strange and unnatural chimera string sets, mixing gauges that shouldn't be mixed together, an affront to nature, heavy highs, thin and bright lows, everything mixed together. It spits in the face of God. Go get yourself some string joy. Yep. And on over. <laughs> All right. 
<laughs> Let's do some what's new. Oh, do you have anything new, Steve? Um, I bought a new pedal today, but it's not it's not arrived yet. My goodness, Steve. Yeah, this is getting serious. I got the uh, the Caroline Argato phaser. Argato, nice phaser. It's a it's a phaser. Isn't it a phaser and a vibe or something like that? Yeah, yeah. It's I a think vibe that's what phaser. They, yeah. they listed as. You've got to um, keep your I think all they Caroline as, board going. I think he meant there's somewhere in the description they called said phaser is just chorus without I the pitch remember, or something? something like that. Interesting. I want to hear. I have it. to find the description. Huh? Bring it over when you get it. I want to hear it. Oh yeah, when I get it. Well, yeah, when I get, get it, it, I'll bring it over. How about when I get it, I'll bring it over. When okay. You, okay. Hey, Steve. Yeah. Right. When you get it, bring it over. Oh, okay. I'm glad we got that sorted out. <laughs> this is the part where you asked me what's new. Well, no, you wanted to know what this was, so I'm trying to. Oh, okay. Oh, you're you're pulling it up. Oh, phasers are just boneless flangers. Ah. That's a quote from Emily Harpist. That's you know she's right. Yep. All right, Ryan. She's right. Ryan, what's new with you? I have hit a personal goal that I've been trying to hit for probably like a year and a half. Oh, congratulations on 200 pounds. I haven't hit that goal. <laughs> I didn't know that was a goal. I, was... I don't think that's actually a goal for me. I mean, that would be really close to my college weight. Uh, I'd, I'd be happy to get under 210. <laughs> um, me too. Uh, there's a plane flying over. For the first time in like a year and a half, I think, I don't have a product launch demo scheduled. And... Like the, the last one was the warm audio pedals. That was uh -huh. the last scheduled product launch. I have other demos that I can film, but I can film them and publish them when I, you know, willy nilly when I feel like right. it. I feel so relaxed. Oh, but Ryan, but did you see the email from Beep? <laughs> they want you to participate in their new Beep right, pedal right. that's launching on Beep, 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 Beep. Well, it's something I've been working towards, and I talked. I think I talked a few weeks back, like, oh, I'm going to raise my rates to try to like slow yeah. stuff down. I think when stuff starts coming in, I want to just, I want to limit it to one a week because mm. for a while I was doing like two a week, every single week. And it just became too much of a rat race and it, I'm probably going to fall into it again. And I was telling my wife like, oh man, after like a month of this, if I go a month without having a scheduled thing, then I'm probably going to be like worried about money or something like but that. Then it'll be a whole new, like, like mental dread sort of situation. But like, I'm really just enjoying feeling relaxed about my schedule. Now right. I don't have to like, okay, I woke up it's Monday morning. I have to hustle hard to get this out uh, Wednesday. And then immediately I have to start filming this thing. That's going to launch Friday or Saturday. Mm -hmm. And I just have to make sure that they're right so that I can publish on these days. I published on Monday the warm audio pedals. Right. And no, Tuesday. Tuesday. I filmed it Monday. They published Tuesday, which is a ridiculous turnaround. Um, and then I've just been hanging out chill. I took the day really chill after launching the video. Today, like halfway through the day, I was like, you know what? I have an idea. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to film myself modifying this guitar. So I just did it. Cool. You know? And I was all just like, huh, if I edit this today, it's fine. Or I could edit it tomorrow. I could publish it on the weekend if I feel like it. Like, just, I'm going to publish the same amount of content. But the right. fact that I don't feel stressed about having to, perf like, pull it together and make, like, you know, my version of a commercial product. 
you know, for clients or whatever. Like it, I feel really relaxed and I feel really good about it. And I've, I've been working towards this semi vacation for a while. Yeah. So I'm stoked. All right. I'm going to bring up that potential elephant in the room. Okay. Do you think that this is just, I mean, it's cool. It's, uh, you know, you got some breathing room right now. Right. But do you feel like that this might just be runway and that, you know, in January, because like I'm going to get hit like, hard when like the, the launch schedule. Yeah. Are we just out of product launch season? Right. I am, I'm still planning on raising my rates. Sure, sure. And so hopefully, I mean, the balance there is either I become too expensive for uh, certain builders. Mm -hmm. And so then that just kind of automatically filters things. Or if I don't become too expensive, then it's like, well, now I'm charging an amount of money where I just, you know, I'm gonna do this. Gonna do the thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna grind again to get right. that money, and then maybe because the rates are higher, when you know new product season passes, then I'll have a lull again, and I can have rest again. You know, I don't know. I kind of hope that I don't overwork myself again because it's been yeah, all of COVID. Yeah. All of COVID, it's been crazy. Right. Like it's been nonstop demo life over here, mm -hmm. and like you know, I don't want to seem like I'm bragging or anything like that. Like. I know there's other demo channels that watch this podcast and I don't want them to think like I'm bragging because I was busy and maybe they weren't, but you know, like I'm just happy to be in a more relaxed place. But are you proud to be an American? I'm proud to be an American. All right, let's some letters. These people sent us mail. We got three. Yeah. Let's yeah. I think mail. you have both my blades over there. Well, these are letters. You don't need that, but what we do need is a guitar. Let me go grab that guitar. We, oh yeah. Go get the guitar. I always need a blade, Steve. Why can't you open an envelope like a normal person? I don't have sharp fingers like you. <laughs> That's the new thing. That's my new thing I'm starting about Steve. He's got sharp fingers. <laughs> like a cat. This is from Michael Freer. Hi, Michael. Long time viewer. Oh, what did he send us? Michael, what have you done? What? He sent us a $100 gift card to Home Depot? Wow. Why? Thank you. I mean, thank you, but why? And it well, came. There's a letter, right? So. <laughs> California Highway Patrol Junior Officer stickers for the guitar. He says, here's a sticker. Uh, here's a sticker for the guitar. I work. Uh, uh, I work a lot with CHP, and they gave me these. Also, a little something for the new homeowner. That's me. I'm the new That's homeowner. That's you. Steve, this That's is for me. you. Thank you, Michael. I really appreciate I it. I think I see a perfect spot for this. Look at how perfect this is. There's like a little star shape oh. right here. It'll cover that little corner perfectly. There we go. All right. Now I'll open the next. Thank you, Michael. That's so yeah, generous so of you to think of Steve. And his new homeowner status, he can buy himself a shelf to put the Fendler on. <laughs> Actually, I need to. I'm. I need to buy some pedal shelves. This soon. one says, "Please do not and bend." Thank you. Do not bend. Uncooked spaghetti inside from Richard Clark. All right, we're about to get some uncooked spaghetti. Does he have? He has the New Year's countdown. Richard Clark. With Ryan Seacrest. Yeah, you know, that's just his full name, Richard. Most yeah, people Richard. know him as Dick. Yeah. America's Teenager. Did you know that Dick Clark is America's Teenager? No, I've never heard that. I've really? Heard, never heard him referred to as America's Teenager. This says, I like beans. What are we getting into here? 
It is attached to a piece of cardboard and it says, I like beans. Oh, here's an Apple sticker. All right. <laughs> Why was this? It seems like there's. Oh, okay. I didn't rip any of the. Oh, here's more stickers. Dickies stickers. Nice. Those are perfect. Uh, Ryan and Steve, thanks for the many things you guys do to help with my playing experience. My Kuvabi Fuzz is a mainstay in my pedal board. Oh, in my first pedal board spot, I have had guys who are still touring uh, offer me cash for it, but it's my precious. I sent you two Dickies so you could choose your color, choose color or black and white. I knew a guy with two Dickies. <laughs> He named them. The first was called Jose. The second was called Jose B. What? Oh, called Ho it was Jose and Jose oh B. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. All right. Best regards, Richard Clark. Yes, my parents named me Dick Clark. <laughs> I want to I go with the color one. All right. I think that's the classic. And... Uh... All right, and I'm opening this blue one here, which is from Coach Schneider, longtime friend wrap of ours. This one around the horn here, Coach Schneider, friend of ours from the before times. Before we were famous guitar podcasters. Steve, do you feel like fame has changed you at all? Uh, oh, I had somebody. Um, please sticker responsibly. Co sent us a text message and said, "If I can, I send you any sticker." Uh-oh. Kimco DeMaio, May 5th, 2017. Nice. Let's use all these. All of them? Why not? We've got a holographic sticker for his band, The Night Tides, which has some great music. We've played their music That's before. Cool. That's cool. Oh, wow. That's Let's see cool. how much of the guitar we can cover. <laughs> Hashtag I like Pete. There's a whiskey sticker for you. Of course, of that pedal show oh that pedal thing sticker for the uh, the podcast flipping flippers yeah one day he used to have the one day guitar shows that he would do and playing without a pilot <laughs> uh, the daniel marie band i don't that says danny the danny marie band all right well you you start putting all those on there steve or you want me to pick a spot? Whoa. I'm knocking over microphones here. Here, we'll do it together. I got to find some locations here. Anywhere you see pink, Steve. We're trying know, to cover know, all the pink. What if we could cover it completely this episode, and then I have to figure out how we're going to give it away? I'm going to... Oh, oh, yes, I covered that one spot perfectly. This is like the worst sticker job ever. Like all of these are lumpy and half falling off. Whoever wins this guitar is just going to have to soak it in goo gone. Like I don't, you might think you want to keep the stickers on there, but you don't. I promise you. There's a spot right here for the Apple sticker. And we'll do both Dickies as well. Both Dickies, he said. Jose and Jose B. Cover that spot right there. Ah, I can't get this to detach. It's, a, it's an old sticker, but it checks out. <laughs> Star Wars reference, guys. 
Literally, the, the backing is separating from the... Well, then give up on it. Oh, there we go. I got it. I got it. Well, I wanted this one because look at this spot. Oh, you're putting it on the pit guard. Perfect spot, right Perfect there. spot. Perfect spot. I need a good spot for this holographic one. There's a square. Uh, go right here. Is there a room? Oh, is there yeah. a bigger? Is there a bigger spot? Maybe down on the edge. There we go. I feel like I need to slice this a little bit. I'm gonna put Kimco DeMaio up here on this horn. Kimco DeMaio is there is Co and his wife's anniversary. Oh. They got married on Cinco de Mayo, so now it's Kimco de Mayo. This is super interesting stuff for everyone. Yeah. Is this putting stickers on, on the, this guitar? I should just it should just be play by play. Here goes Ryan. Ryan, oh, he's he's taking apart the sticker. Here we go. Got Great the, job, this Ryan. Whiskey one here. We'll put it in this spot, which perfectly covers some remaining pink. I've got to slice it with. Oh, blade a little bit. Sorry, did I almost cut you? There we go. I feel like this thing's really, really close to done. And we can finally end <laughs> this build up to a contest. Now there's just a couple little spots left up here. Let's a put this other. Right there. We, got a, we got some room for this other. And a couple little spots. California Highway Patrol Junior. Put it right there. Oh, that's perfect. I, because I was trying to find a way not to cover too much of the strawberry Braxy there. There you go. So, uh, perfect. All right, you want to go put this back on the wall? Where's that? At? It, did you put on the apple stick? I did. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's right there. Nice. Yeah, now it's an Apple product. Steve Jobs approved. <laughs> Are you guys enjoying this episode so far? Steve, don't play the guitar. Get back over here and finish the podcast with us. We, we still have three ads, possibly four ads to go Maybe through. Maybe even five ads. You know what? We've got three ads. We'll, we'll only do the spooky stuff. Uh, we'll end on the real-life scary one. Um, let's do the two haunted guitars. So we've got just haunted guitar. This is an old reverb ad that's not listed anymore. And someone sent it to us. Did I say? Uh, oh, Bolator34 from YouTube sent us this link. There was a uh, an article on Wired, I think, or on Boing Boing about this listing. So it still had an active link to the listing. This uh, this was listed for the in 2021 for the devilish price of six six six. I'm tr oh my gosh, this is so long. I know, I know. The singular guitar came into my possession <laughs> possession quite by accident. It has spooked me enough that I want to get rid of it. Although I'm quite confident this ghoulish guitar would be fine for someone more in tune with the tenebrous forces of the malevolent netherworld. I myself have very little knowledge of such things and prefer not to meddle with the morbid mysteries of the macabre. Here's what I know and what I've been told. A kid that lived on my street when I was growing up was rumored to be in into devil worship, seances, Aleister Crowley, black magic, and other dark endeavor endeavors of the spirit world. Oddly, despite the use somewhat somewhat dweebish demeanor and Philistine penchant for putrid proclivities, he was quite popular. 
Boys in the neighborhood wanted to be him, and the girls foolishly thought that they could change him. I later learned that this neophyte necromancer was born in June of 66. That's 666. Oh my gosh, that's... And that's died the, tragically on that's Halloween. That's the number of the beast, Steve. On Halloween, October 31st, 1979, when he was just 13 years old. His death has never been solved, but the calamitous kid was found lying on his bed with this guitar draped across him, apparently electrocuted, even though... This is an acoustic guitar. Additionally, I was going to say it's an acoustic guitar. When the damnable corpse of this soulless stooge of Satan was eventually discovered, a 45 record of blue oyster cults, Don't Fear the Reaper, was playing repeatedly on the Mistopholian Moppets GE a Wildcat. A favorite song of devil worshippers. A Swanson TV dinner, turkey with all the fixings, remained uneaten while the air was thick with the acrid smell of sulfur emanated from some perverse potion the young Hellion had been mixing with his little Gilbert chemistry set, the licentious lad's fair faucet swimsuit poster mockingly stared down upon the dead boy as if to say, see you in hell, buster. <laughs> Somewhere at the very moment, as I was later informed by my late night psychic TV friend, a hellhound hailing from the bowels of Hades howled horrendously into the unhallowed hellish night. Years later, I ran into the defunct boy's mother herself, a propagating practitioner of the pagan arts, and when I informed her that I was a professional guitarist, she offered me her devilish, devilish daisy pushing sons get fiddle. Since I've owned the guitar, I've heard the strings discordantly ring out, despite no one being near the guitar. Further, on three occasions, I put the guitar in my bedroom closet, only to find the guitar on my bed when I returned home, and I live alone. The final. Straw, I was going to ask: Is there, does he live with anyone that could be playing the guitar? No, he lives alone. The straw. The final straw occurred when I saw the guitar levitate out of the trash can. I had somberly placed it in. So for those of you brave enough to tamper with the spirit world, I offer you this unique guitar, which appears to date from the late 1950s through the 1960s. Satan has apparently stricken the brand name decal from the headstock of the guitar, but my research leads me to believe it's a K Western special. My expertise lies with more vintage and custom shop Gibson and Fender instruments, particularly the 1959 Les Paul. And what's Okay, cool, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Open to trades for 59 yeah. Les Pauls. Unhaunted, please. <laughs> and to the buyer of this ghastly guitar, congratulations. Though please use extreme caution when conjuring the phantasmic spirits that seem to be channeled through this iniquitous instrument. To hear this satanic six stream, please check out the attached YouTube link. Admittedly, she doesn't sound particularly ominous on this recording. However, I attribute this to the fact that I was wearing seven crucifixes when I recorded her. As added protection, I also finished watching George Burns' poignant performance portraying our divine maker in the screwball religious movie Masterpiece. Oh, God! For spiritual sustenance and courage during my time of fretwork. Had I not taken these precautions, I'm convinced I would have bit the bullet like the bewitched buried boy. That was a lot of words. <laughs> You did a great job reading it, though, Steve. I don't know if this is a West K Western special. And that's the scary part. Is it's it's an unknown origin, a guitar that probably came from hell itself. It's a brand only manufactured and sold in hell. <laughs> I like how all of the pictures are also like pretty haunting. That, no, he did a great job with the pho photography here. I mean, I've already got it on the screen, but I mean, look at that on the iPad there. It's 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 the uh, upsetting the, in front of garage number thirteen. Well, it's just I mean, it's thirteen on the garage, but it's just you know it, that looks like an indie band photo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that in the road there, that's spooky. 
All right. Should we move on to the next haunted guitar? Let's do a sponsor spot. All right. This week's episode is also brought to you by Beer Pedals. Pedals. We've got the low AF here. They want you to think it means loaf, but I think it means low AF. When you need to get dark. Yeah, and heavy and doomy. I I think it's an ideal fuzz. For your low, strung, heavy, dark guitars, your baritones, your basses, your your sub synths, stuff like that. I think it's a great fuzz for that sort of thing. So go check out Big Ear Pedals. They are starting to get stuff made again pretty soon. They had a rough spot there with moving details. I'm sure Grant's going to share all sorts of stories in the near future. But just watch them on social media to see when Big Ear Pedals rises from the grave and haunts this world with more unholy creations like the loaf, which is named after the cute thing that bunny rabbits do. (laughs) We doing this haunted Gibson. We're doing the haunted Gibson or is it doing us this one? Like that's weird. they're they're getting progressively more upsetting. So if you, you, if you've got a weak constitution, might this might be the time to tap the starting out. Starting bid is four thousand dollars. The price is eight thousand by now. Vintage sixty seventies Gibson ES one twenty five TDC haunted comes with a guitar case from original owner and pick guard. Only customizations to this guitar, the bridge, which has been upgraded from the original rosewood bridge to a tunematic uh, bone nut and tuning pegs, similar to Jane James Dean's little bastard car. This guitar has an unfortunate history. The original owner. And the owner before us both committed suicide by gun. The original owner took his life in the nineteenth in the nineties, while the other died last year. Although we cherished this guitar, it's too difficult for us to keep. We don't feel joy playing this guitar, and quite honestly, he won't stop haunting us. Our friend told us before he departed that he would return in the form of lights flickering. I've had way too many flickering light scenarios in this house alone, and when we would bring him up in conversation. I just want to remind everyone. Before your untimely demise, please, please let your family know how you're going to visit them as a spirit or a specter. It's very important information so that they know what's happening, when it happens. Like, what what if you didn't tell them? And he just started making the lights flicker. They'd be like, ah, it's time to change the lights. But because he told them, now they know. Just saying. Think ahead. You know, you have a living will. You have a trust. You also need to communicate to your family what you're going to do when you're a specter or a spirit, like it's just, it's just modern common sense guys, write it down somewhere, make sure that they know. Uh, but I hope the, that story is not true. I hope they're telling a tale, double suicide connected to this guitar spanning decades. Like this, gu- th- this guitar is, is racking up a body count. Are they just like trying to capitalize on the story? Cause you can get one of these, in not haunted condition from norms for $4,000. I mean, haunted and non-haunted condition is definitely something that will affect the appraisal of your vintage instrument. So make sure uh, you have someone who's qualified uh, to, you know, check out your guitar. Make sure it's haunted or not haunted before you list it. Because it could it could be worth more if it is haunted. It might be worth less. It's worth more. It could be worth more. I or mean, less. It, I think in this situation... I'm going to say it's worth less because whatever spook or spirit is malevolent is attached to this particular instrument. Yeah. Uh, I think it's, it's, I think it wants more. 
I think it's it's I think it's it, I think in, in, in its head is thinking third time's a charm, but I don't think it'll stop at three. Here's a here's I think, a sunburst. I think it's, this is a serial offender here. Here's a sunburst on reverb for thirty one hundred for sixty seven. Yeah, but this cherry burst is so much prettier, and it's got. Have you seen the natural relicking here's on this cher- haunted guitar? Here's a cherry seat? burst for four thousand. But that's pretty 61. close to this. I know, but it's not haunted. With a suicide spirit. Uh, suicide is not a funny topic. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and I definitely don't want to seem to be making light of it. I, the, legitimately, Steve, Steve, it's, it, this story is true. Would you be freaked out to buy this guitar? <sighs> Assuming it's true that two previous owners uh, committed suicide... In, I mean, I w- in the same way, I would expect a discount. So it's like you're scared, but you're like, I if, it, if I could get twenty percent off, I'm not that scared. Yeah, if it's like three thousand dollars, then you know, I'm, maybe I'm. In. Is that because you're looking for a flip? No, because I just, I just think you know. I mean, look at this temperature cracking. That's probably because this thing gets cold every now and then from being haunted. Oh my gosh, you, not because it's located in. Owings Mills, Maryland. It doesn't get that cold there. <laughs> I don't know how cold it gets there. <laughs> it gets East Coast cold. I mean, this looks a type it gets of cold enough. Relicking where you, I want to touch it. I just want to feel this guitar and feel what it feels like. But then, like, I don't want to risk it either. I mean, if I don't, I don't honestly believe in ghosts and spooks and specters and you know happenings uh, of you know, spectacular yeah. nature and supernatural events surrounding inhabited objects. But that is kind of freaky. And it's like, if you know that you buy a guitar and you know, Hey, the first, the last two people who owned this, mm-hmm. um, yeah, they did the same thing to themselves in the exact same way. And this guitar is still hungry. Like, I feel I feel like I'd be nervous, hmm. like irrationally. It's not the rational part of me. It's the irrational part. It is the irrational part. But I would I would be picking that one off of reverb for what a hundred dollars less, <laughs> just because. Not because it's too expensive, but just because. Just because. I don't want a, a guitar that's haunted by a suicide spirit. All right. Do we want to do this last? This one, like, I felt nervous about that one because it felt like, what if that's real? This one is real. So do you think we just skip it then? Or you want to? We're We're here. Let's do it. We're here. Like, this is something that was posted earlier in the month on the group by Greg Straub. I think it was posted, like, uh, October 7th or something like that. And someone was like, hey, you should talk about this on your Spooky Spectacular episode. So this is an Epiphone SG guitar. It's an SG... Presumably SG special. You guys probably weren't expecting this episode to get so scary. At the I, end. Michael G. Pepper, bought this Epiphone 1961 SG cherry-colored guitar with soft case circa 2013. I played it for around seven years. This is my first guitar, and it's what I learned to play guitar on. It is in good shape. I will sign it and write any message you would like on it if you want me to. 
I feel like the 250,000, like when I first saw this posted, I was like $250,000. That's ridiculous. And I was just like, oh, it's probably benefit, you know, give him benefit of the doubt that he just didn't know what to price it at. So like, here's a ridiculous number. Like, let's talk sort of the, thing. He, the article, first two paragraphs of the article from, I believe about 1997, Westboro, Massachusetts. Wait, this article is from 1997? Yeah. 1998, something like that. It's pretty old. But this listing is current. Yes. What's going on here? Like, I missed that whole part. Like, what's okay, going read, on here is. Read the, read the thing to me. Tell me what's going on here. A man found sitting on an island in a pond after driving his car into the water was arrested Friday in the axe slangs of his parents. Michael G. Pepper was found at a pond at Smith College about 50 miles from the middle-class home where his parents, John, 65, an engineer, and Eleanor Pepper, 64, an office manager, were found hacked to death. So basically, there is a whole story so where... So is, is, is he out? Is that what's going on? So he's, at, he's in the original verdict, he was uh, sentenced to 24 years in prison in a verdict that went down in 1998. So 2022 is the first year that he would be eligible for parole. Um, I don't know if he's out in 2022. Maybe it's just, that's just the first year he's eligible for parole. Some other articles I found in looking up, trying to find some information on this story was that somewhere uh, like 10, 12 years ago, he was actually released from prison and put into an institution um, even leading up to the murders, they said that he had stopped taking his meds. Uh, that apparently he was taking meds for some uh, condition, and he stopped taking them. I don't want to like get into too much hypotheticals here because we're talking about a real person. Yeah, and real things that happen. These are like news stories, but like it's kind of like a. Fr- like a kind of a freaky Craigslist sort of thing to think about is like you go to buy a guitar and then you look at the guy you bought it from and you realize that you've interacted with someone who's done something. Right. You know, but in this case, it seems like he's being pretty out front about it. He tells you his full name in the listing. Like how many people, I I mean, this is on Facebook marketplace, I think. So you're going to see his name, but it's still like the way he wrote it out. I Michael G pepper, bought this Epiphone. Like he needs you to know his full name. There, There's a, there were, a as it would be listed in a newspaper clipping where this was posted uh, in our Facebook group. There were a couple people who live in Matt, Massachusetts who have meet. Well, one is Greg who posted this to uh, Doug Christ from 37 effects. Uh, both reacted to this as like, Oh my God, that's, that guy, that's, that's the that guy. guy. That's the guy. Like, so this is a, at least the name is known. Right. Like people reacted to it. I want to, I would just want to, because this is real, because this is not hypothetical stuff. I just want to say that I hope that Michael Pepper uh, got the help and the care that he needed. I hope that he's rehabilitated. I hope that he's doing really well. I hope that he sold his guitar and it found, it found a loving home, but probably not for $250,000. No, no, that is, you know, that he, he's got to know that that's not a real price. That's, that's him. Just, I don't know, man, make an offer sort of situation. Um, but man, like you think about that scenario. Yeah. I think, think about this, Steve. I'm thinking about it. We'll we'll make it hypothetical. Okay. You see on local Craigslist, someone's got a really cool guitar. 
some sort of wild number that you know means make an offer, but it's a really cool guitar. You make an offer, they accept, you look them up before going to pick it up, and you find out something terrible happened in their past. Use your imagination. All something I can, all I can say is incredibly uh, terrible. Do you go do you go and you go through with it? Do you go get that guitar? Do you meet in a in a dark parking lot underneath a, a street lamp and exchange money for a guitar? I mean, so I don't obviously in California this is not well, you meet up I with should, Jack the Shredder. I should say in, in San Diego, this is not like the best recommendation. Uh, apparently in Riverside County, it's ch- changing, but I do know a lot of people who, uh, not personally, but I've seen people like say this. I do know a lot of people will, when they do a Craigslist transaction, are like, "Yeah, I live in a conceal in a permit free concealed carry state." And so they will pack. Right. Like, just in case the guy decides, I just came for your amp. Like, I came to buy, or I get, like, I'm, I'm selling this guitar to you for $1,000. But if I just, like, rob you, I can have your $1,000 and I can sell this guitar to someone else for $1,000. Right. right. And so, you know, there are people who uh, say, you know, yeah, I, I like, I pack when I go to make a Craigslist deal. I mean, the offer up or whatever. The most reasonable way to get around like a dangerous Craigslist situation is to meet at Panera and just make the exchange right there at a two seater table next to the couple that's signing divorce papers. Because that's what happens at Panera. Why is that like, because I make that same joke? Because it's true. That's what Panera (laughs) exists for. For people to meet up and do to, to do something that's something that, you know, is. Not something they necessarily want to do, but needs to be done. Sign papers and have somewhere neutral huh, to meet. You know, my, my wife told me to pick up Panera tonight on my way home. <laughs> I'm kidding. All right, tell us about the songs, people. We'll, way too late. We'll end on that spooky, yeah, scary note. That's not a thing. The song was sent to us by Terry Lee Bolton. If I was a strat, if I was a professional strata play, TLB strat. Uh, strat uh, player, I would make my last name Bolton. Yeah. Not Bolton. I mean, it could have worked for Telecasters too. Yeah. Um, Telly Lee Bolton. Terry Lee Bolton. He says it was highly recommended. I send this to you guys oh. uh, from a TikTok fan. So the song is called Hold On. Light. Don't let it get you down. You can turn it around. Just hold your head up high and hold on, hold on a little longer. You can be a little stronger. Just hold your head up high and love. Don't let it get you down. You can turn it around. Just Can be a little stronger Just hold your head up high and hold on 
You know how people will take like new Martins and break them on, break them in by putting them in front of a speaker and, and letting like frequencies play through them yeah. uh, to break in the wood and realign yeah. like, the fibers like of the wood. Pink, pink noise. Yeah, pink noise. For, and they'll do it for weeks at a time or something like that. That's the song you need to do that with, with that Suicide Ghost Haunted Gibson ES-125. Like, that is the thing that's going to drive the spirit out of that guitar. So you buy the guitar, then you drive that with some Terry Lee Bolton. benevolent force out of there with that Terry Lee Bolton song, mm. urging the next user to hold on just a little bit longer. Oh, okay, I see. You see the connection now, Steve? Yeah. When, yeah. I, when I started, like, when I was first heard the lyrics and I realized, like, the theme of the song, like, I got, I got goosebumps. Oh. It felt like it was like the perfect palate cleanser for this spooky, scary, upsetting guitar podcast episode. Bye, everybody. Stay grounded. Stay grounded. Oh. <laughs>